0: KCRW sponsors include Make It Universal and Rotten Tomatoes presenting "Scene on the Screen with Jacqueline Coley, a new podcast about the people at NBC Universal and the movies that define them available wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts.
1: If you want to be literal minded about it, and I don't, here's the most obvious problem with another Earth, a planet that seems to be a duplicate of our own has suddenly appeared in the sky. Yet it just floats there serenely, as if the law of gravity had been repealed. Other far-fetched notions turn up regularly. The small-scale film has more outsize ideas than it could possibly manage. But Mike Cahill's debut feature exerts a gravitational pull out of proportion to its size through powerful performances, a lyrical spirit, and a depth of conviction that sweeps logic aside. Exactly what that other Earth represents is hard to pin down, a way of looking at ourselves, a chance to rerun our lives with different outcomes. String theory suggests the existence of infinite numbers of movies inspired by the notion of alternate universes, and this is one of them. Still, the presence of what comes to be called Earth 2 is incidental to a human story that plays out on Earth 1, And the cosmic overtones are less impressive than the emergence of a wonderful young actress named Brit Marling. She hasn't been widely known on this planet until now, but that's about to change. She plays Rhoda Williams, an ex-student of boundless promise who buries herself in menial labor to atone for having done something horrible and presumably irreversible. William Mapother, you may remember him from in the bedroom, is John Burroughs, a composer whose life has been devastated by something horrible and presumably irreversible. Does this sound horribly formulaic? Well, it is, but it also isn't, because the actors and their director invest almost every moment with spellbinding urgency, even when Rhoda and John are having spontaneous fun or starting to light up each other's lives. I don't know where either of them learned their spare, specific approach to drama, but it's great to see how the acting anchors a tale that might otherwise have spun off weightless into realms celebrated by Carl Sagan. Take the scene in which Brit Marling tells a story about a Russian cosmonaut. It's only a story, and a slender one at that, but it becomes a demonstration of the storyteller's art that starts slowly and intimately, pulls you in, picks up speed, and ends in a blaze of elation. In one of William Mapother's surprising turns, he plays a soul-filling solo on a musical saw. The tones may have been electronically enhanced, but the scene, like so many others, keeps you watching intently. I don't want to oversell another Earth. A few passages feel fairly pretentious. One of them involves an aged janitor. And the mysterious apparition of Earth 2 promises a profundity that doesn't pay off. And when Rhoda and John peer at the nearby planet through an amateur telescope, why in this world don't they open the window to see it more clearly? All the same, a small, smart movie that keeps you watching intently is a big deal. I'm Joe Morgan Stern. I'll be back on KCRW next week with more reviews.
0: KCRW sponsors include Make It Universal and Rotten Tomatoes, presenting Scene on the Screen with Jacqueline Coley, a new podcast about the people at NBC Universal and the movies that define them. Available wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts.